All right. So you asked me what we wanted to talk about today. Do you yes, have sir. anything you wanted to talk about today, Alan? Well, uh, the virus is on my mind, but oh, I don't shit. know how how that how that maybe we can wiggle that into I think the so. I think commentary. so. Maybe we actually, can... I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, sorry. I was just gonna say maybe we can start by just you know sharing our experience with this because we can just segue into esports using it because there are a few things I wanted to talk about in relation to the virus, right? The coronavirus. If uh, anyone's listening. Um, so well, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, how are you? Know, I'm thankfully our family is mm-hmm. uh, is healthy, awesome, and and safe. Yep. As um, and hopefully we're able to stay that way, and everyone around us is yes. able to stay that way. Yes, you know, just practice, you know, good hygiene and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. social distancing and all of that, and you know, we get through it together. But so far, knock on wood so good hopefully yes. it's the same with your family that's true uh we have been pretty uh fortunate that we have not had any issues whatsoever even the fringe issues around it you know like stocking on food and stuff like that mm. everything's going well uh, pretty normal but we do feel there are a few changes like you know we go out less honestly i never left house so <laughs> there's literally zero change in my routine well you know i was about to say the same thing right um you know we our family tends to you know we enjoy kind of being at home so even before this we didn't necessarily go out that much okay so for us it's like you know hmm i mean not that different and then (laughs) exactly in my free time i generally play games anyway oh yeah that's right so it's like hmm i thought i think i saw a meme recently okay you know about like introverts and extroverts yeah yeah (laughs) and then extroverts there was it was some guy hiding under a pillow crying like oh what am i gonna do yeah and then introverts like he's playing you mean i can stay home and play games like yes yes and save the world doing it and save the world doing it so now it's a good cause it Um, is actually it's kind of how i how I feel about yeah. it. There was another meme that some people are kind of off-putted by it. Like, you know, in previous years, WHO said that gaming could be a bad form of addiction. Uh, it can cause some harm. But now it is a very good pastime. I saw that too. I yeah. saw that meme. And right? It was like <laughs> USA Today. Yeah. They had two pages <laughs> yes. of USA Today, both from WHO. Yes. I'm saying completely opposite. opposite I mean, well, yeah. seemingly opposite things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of taking them to task for it, which, you know, I mean, I, I, there's always nuance. But on the face of it, it was like, yeah, um, you know, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> of course you do. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, of course, there are uh, things that uh, the cover didn't mention, you know, like, in the previous article where it says that gaming isn't good, it's a very specific kind of bad. Like, yeah. if you are addicted, yeah. then yes, you should get help. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's a funny meme, so I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, things... People come around and things yes, change. That's right. And I think that's what I take away from it. And yeah. um, if it leads to more acceptance for gaming and esports, then that's not a... You know, that's not necessarily the worst outcome. Uh-huh. Um, 
under under very um, extraordinary circumstances, but still, you know, not a bad outcome for gaming and esports. That's true. And a few other industries of that, right? Uh, basically, all platforms that's online enabling interactions. They're taking off like crazy, Alan. Yeah, they are. Netflix, mm-hmm. Steam, mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah. right? It's just they had to throttle servers yes. or bandwidth. Oh yeah. In in Europe and other places because there's just so much demand. I mean, we're watching more Netflix, so right. Um, you know, binge watching and stuff mm-hmm. like that because there's just nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really good article actually on Esports Observer. Okay. Um, about the implications and what might happen with um you know the virus and what that implications might be with esports okay you know i I thought it was really good i I thought it 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 hit a lot of the things that we just talked about that were spot on so um and one of them the things that they talked about was more like um widespread awareness and even even acceptance right of esports as Mm -hmm. a result yes of this um, and I don't know how quickly that's going to happen, but I definitely think that after, you know, when we finally beat this thing mm-hmm. and get it under control, the new normal will, will look a lot different right. than, than, you know, what, what we were living before. Right. And, you know, this, you know, this surge in, in online platforms and even gameplay, I don't know that it's necessarily going to. Um, it'll certainly drop, but I don't know that it's going to drop back to where yes. it was pre-virus. That's I think right. that there's some fundamental changes that are going to happen yes. in society, and this may be one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting because I also read an article uh, saying the NBA is now planning some production where they will let teams pick one uh, supposedly best player these are NBA athletes, Alan, from the actual NBA teams. They're picking the best players that can play NBA 2K. And they're going to host tournaments between those players. Wow. Yes. So, you know, real life kind of collides with yep. their in-game, in-game avatars, literally. <laughs> Very much so, literally. Right, I'm going to play myself. In-game. Yes. And right? I think yeah. there's some powerful branding that you can do with that. Right, because you're not doing anything on the field uh, on the court. Uh, now you're actually playing yourself within the game, and you're actually playing. The- it's so meta. <laughs> it is right, and it, it really, really is. And, and you, if you produce enough content around that, people who might not be interested in NBA 2K are forced. Well, maybe not forced, but they are more incentivized to pay attention. I think so. It, it just brings it brings more awareness yeah. to you know what what we do um, and what the opportunity and what a lot of people do mm-hmm. you know online with games yeah. and I think you know that's overall a good thing um, and it legitimizes a lot of the things that we believe. Yes. So um, that's a positive. Yes. And another interesting thing I read. Uh, I think it was a thread on LinkedIn and then there was the comment section, right? I, I was interested. Uh, I think one of the people commented that the production value was so amazing and this mm. shows how the two worlds colliding can provide even more value 
for the content for the audience because things are just so much more professional so much better so much more smooth smoother right and yeah i'm excited for more opportunities like that and what it might look like so let's see what we will be given in the next few months or even years yeah and and you know what i i think you know if nothing else mm-hmm. um you know esports is like you said it's content and it's a diversion look i mean we're all trying to either forcibly or or by choice self isolating yeah you know people are at home and they're kind of bereft of a lot of the normal things that they would do mm. and enjoy mm. um and so you know if if esports even temporarily is something that they can watch to keep get their mind off of right all the horrible news that comes seems to come out every every few minutes from different places then you know it's it's content and it's entertainment and it's a diversion mm-hmm. um when arguably people really need something like that so um you know that's a good thing mm. right that's good i can't go maybe not all right i can't go see a basketball game i can't even go out and play basketball nope. maybe but i can get online and watch someone play basketball or you know if i really want to even compete in an online basketball right. tournament right um or or Dota 2 or yeah. whatever whatever you know game of choice and i think that's something unique mm. to um that esports can offer at this time yes yeah. okay so we talked about there going to be a new normal which is going to elevate the pre-virus levels of i guess engagement viewership uh basically everything is going to get upgraded um How would you describe that new normal? Um I think the new normal I, I mean I'm not sure. uh, if I, if I were really confident in this Just stuff, assume I'd, it, I'd be, man. I'd be, I'd be like, you know. <laughs> Look, this is our I'd be a platform. rich man. This but... is our platform. We can do oh. whatever we want. <laughs> Sorry, I think I got disconnected, guys. So let me just try and reconnect and we'll soon be talking to Alan again. Um... Alan? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, get... I get disconnected. Yes. No worries. Are yes. You, are you, everything cool? Yes, everything's cool. So, right, right. yeah, we we left off at, you know, uh you saying maybe you're not <laughs> you'll be a rich man if you know everything. Yeah. Let's assume that. Not. So, <laughs> no, I I think at a at a very fundamental level people's mm-hmm. behavior is going to change. Yeah. <clears throat> Take for example, am I going to be immediately going to be going to, you know, big um events with lots and lots of people mm-hmm. around me i i might be a little hesitant for a while of course um even you know after they discover a vaccine because you know i'm now sensitized to a lot of things i wasn't sensitized to mm-hmm. before and there's always that you know that issue in your mind like hmm is it going to be safe is it going to yeah. be safe is there yeah. going to be another one is it coming back right so for at least for a while people are going to have that in mind i mean it, like I I would predict that for example the cruise industry mm. is going to have a long oh. road back, right? Yes. I mean, do I want to be on a boat It's for two crazy. weeks with a bunch of other people <laughs> that you know, I that it's so that's what I mean, like the new normal even when 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 things try to get back to normal, there are some industries, there are some behaviors that are yeah. just going to take time to come back fully or maybe they never will. Mm, mm. Right? Take another example. 
Um, you know, Amazon has been and other companies have been experimenting with like drone delivery and stuff yes. like that. Yes. And people laugh at it because it's like, come on, <laughs> right? That's not a, that's not, that's, that's ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but now I, I bet people will be like, hmm, you mean I don't have to actually interact with the person who delivers something to me or there's yes. no interaction with the people. So that means I'm safer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, pretty so damn good. I think fundamentally you know, things that automate and create less interaction or a chance of interaction might be, you know, mentally people feel better about that. Mm. And so, you know, what that boils down, maybe what that might extend to in esports is, hmm, you know, do I want to go to a basketball arena? I, I might hold off on that. I, and maybe right. I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it on TV. Mm-hmm. And since I'm enjoying things on TV or online, um, you know, I've been watching more games. I've been watching yeah, more YouTube. Yeah. I've been watching more streamers. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I had a, that was pretty fun. I'll do more of that. Right. right. Um, and so I think, you know, that presents both an opportunity and challenge, you know, kind of getting back to what we were talking about esports and the implications is I think it's overall good for esports, but mm-hmm. it's, but it actually hurts parts of the ecosystem yes, too. Definitely. A lot of them, you know, just like, traditional or established sports, the finals and championships of most esports are, are big events, right? Yes, you know, huge. TI and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, League of Legends cha- World Championships and, you know, a bunch of things. I, I think those, those, just like other live events, they might take a while to come back and they're going to suffer, I think. Mm. Um, because, you know, for a lot of these big organizers, that tends to be their, you know, the way they make the most money. Yeah. Um, through sponsorships and whatnot. And I think that's going to be, that might be impacted for a while. Yeah. That won't be positive for esports, actually. No. Um, the keyword there was for a while. Uh, it means that, at least I'm assuming, that it will recover, but it just it's just going to take a lot of time. So I think the question that people would be interested to address would be, within that period of recovery, what can these live events companies or even developers themselves, what can they do to, re- I guess, replace uh, live events for that period of time? Would you um, have any idea that you would like to share, Alan? Well, I, I think that it's not a, it's, um, I don't know that I have an answer, right. but I do, I, I do think the obvious thing for most of these companies to try and do is go online and you see that mm. right yeah. you see a lot of the leagues and a lot of the big tournaments they're just online only now yeah because you know they still want to hold it of course they can't do a live event and so they just do it online and i think that that is clearly where they're turning to that's right um and if you know they for the foreseeable future they can't do live events then you're just going to do them online and that's going to force them to um, change a lot of things, their production, their of business course. model. You know, all of those things is going to it's going to force them to change. Um, what what will be interesting to see, I think, is do they find out? Hey, this is actually a better way to do right? it. Right? Yeah. Maybe we should just keep doing this. Yes. I, I I don't know enough about the big you know how these big organizations actually you know right you know, their, how their business models and operations work. Mm-hmm. such that you know to say whether it would be better or worse but 
uh, that I think it'll be interesting to see if they do come to the conclusion that this is not too bad, mm. right? Mm. Um, and and see if they extend and try to do more of that, right? Because uh, again, drawing parallels to other industries, I think most big companies, unrelated to esports, they're forced to uh, implement work from home policies, and that's also going to force them to look at how the online workspace is beneficial for them because it does cut a lot of things, right? It cut costs, uh, you know, talking about positives. And I think they will be interested to continue that trend if it proves that they can still be as productive while cutting down costs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've been reading about what, what's happening with Zoom. Yeah, right? dude. Zoom usage. <laughs> Right now, Zoom bombing, yeah. I guess, is now a thing. <laughs> Zoom bombing. I just read about it the, okay. the other day. Let me Google but, that. But yeah, you know, I mean, uh, offices are expensive to maintain. You know, physical rent, physical plant, physical offices. I do think that uh, I imagine that some companies, even after this is over, they're going to find that, hey, wait a minute. You know, we could people can work from home and we didn't lose that much productivity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, why are we paying you know millions of bucks for offices that exactly. clear we don't that don't maybe don't contribute as much as we think they do? Mm-hmm. So, and then you know these online tools. Hey, these tools are pretty good. Yeah. Are there other ones that we can use to increase productivity? Oh yes, there. Are. Um, and there are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, even in a crazy world uh, or a crazy scenario, it's like. Hey, you know, maybe we should do online team building. Maybe we should do yeah. have you know company esports. Why not? Oh yes, right? that's right. So that's I mean, cool. who knows where this goes? But yeah. once I think that door is open, like hey, you know, remote virtual seems to work is okay. Mm-hmm. Then you know, you, you know, people will get the idea that you know more more of this is good. We should yep. explore more ways to, to implement it in the workplace. So that might be an outcome. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. You know what platform is taking a uh, a good traffic right now? Who actually had to sh- get, not shut down, but they shut down because there's too much traffic going into them. That one app is Discord. Oh, really? Yes, they were I didn't flooded. Hear about that. Yeah, and, huh. and so it. W- I think it was uh, a few weeks ago. I think it was like uh, around the time when people are just. You know, uh, starting the trend of working from home, self-quarantine and stuff like that. And Discord had the servers flooded, I think. Wow. Yes. And, and of course, they also had good initiatives like lifting the, the number of life. Uh, I guess the number of people that can be in the same live stream. Mm-hmm. I think they lifted that. So what's interesting is a lot of my friends who have not heard of discord actually started using discord for work for their company that's interesting why do you think that is so i mean there are a lot of not not the i mean we all know discord of course but there there are other platforms that kind of do what discord does And, and the exact carbon copy of discord in the business world is slack you yes i've heard of that yes yes so Slack works exactly like Discord, but it's paid. Um, it's got 
you know, categories. It's got channels that you can customize. Um, it's got capabilities of shutting down, uh, shutting off people from different rooms. So, you know, if you only want marketing people to be here, then other people can't access this channel. Stuff like that. But Discord is free, man. People can just use it. Yeah, well, not every. There's no such thing as really free. That's another whole topic. Well, yes, right. Sure. I mean, it's somewhere, <laughs> somehow, they're extracting of value course. from you. I mean, there's yeah. premium Discord. You know, you can pay for that to have more features. But you know, the, it's a freemium model. Um, the free version is so good that a lot of the companies that I know, uh, you know, from my friends, they're actually using Discord, migrating everything to Discord. And interesting. That ties back to what you were saying, you know, if Discord, a gaming platform, I would say a gaming platform because, you know, majority of users are gamers and it is used for gaming uh, mostly, but now it's transcending itself uh, and, and kind of like merging into the, the other parts of the world as well. And that's going to help Discord. And that's going to help the gamers in turn because Discord is going to get bigger. And, and so gamers can have more stuff from Discord because other people are joining in. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling, that but that might make no, sense. No, I, I think it might be true, right? I, I think it's like the technology, if nothing else, the technology. And that's something we didn't even we haven't even talked about. But right. there are a whole bunch of technologies that are kind of native or got their start with, you know, the game. Yeah ecosystem like just all the streaming technologies that you can you can think of right yep that that influencers and streamers and youtubers mm -hmm. and facebook guys use you know those were i mean they were a lot of them were built for that audience um but now can you know just like discord can cross over yep into you know quote unquote more mainstream or more business or commercial type of applications because now people are like looking for it Mm. Right, they need it. They want it. Um, they have to have some way to, you know, communicate and interact yeah. and um, with with either customers or with coworkers and whatnot. And yep. so, you know, that all that technology potentially becomes, um, you know, more used as well. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah, I think. The bottom line is people are finding more creative ways of interacting. Now, we are pretty well connected in this age, right, Ellen? Um, internet, phone, we all have it. And everybody's in a, you know, a, a, a phone reach away. Yes, we are. Is. Yes, we are. Um, the question is, I guess, going back to live events and uh, big grand tournaments, that's you know very present very physical there there are some elements that undeniably are there because uh the people are there is that gonna diminish because we are taking everything online and do you think being connected online is going to jeopardize connecting deeply in between individuals um, this is where I maybe might, uh, uh, I, I feel that humans, we have, you know, we have a certain DNA, we're wired a certain way Yeah. and humans by nature are, are communal animals, right? Mm -hmm. We, 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 I mean, just 
Like, look at us. <laughs> Even mm -hmm. when we can't meet, we're online talking about stuff, yeah. um, reading about stuff, getting on forum and chatting about stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't think that changes. And I think we are wired, uh, you know, as much as I love, you know, online and playing online and stuff like that, ultimately the face to face is an important aspect yes. of being, being, a, being of our humanity. Yep. And we crave it. Like, even though like, yeah, I, I, I love playing games online, but, um, even from, you know, we've been kind of in semi isolation, I guess here where I live. Um, and you know, it gets hard when you have, that's all you can do. That's true. Right? You, 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 at least you want that option to kind of, yeah. you know, go out and meet some friends at, yeah. a, at a restaurant or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and not all my friends play games amazingly, right? I don't know why they don't, but they don't. So, you know, I want to see okay. them too. Yes. So I, 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 I think there is a human, fundamental need for, for people to be able to gather. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, one way or another, they're going to figure it out, yep. right? Yeah. Um, it might be in a very different form than what it was before. Mm -hmm. There might be a lot more, um, I don't want to say security, but uh, checks to be okay. done before right. you have these large gatherings. Right, right. Right. I mean, you could imagine a world where wearing gloves is now a normal oh. thing. Yeah, maybe. Wearing masks is a normal yeah. thing, right? Yeah. You know? Where it's, it's no longer you walk around and people look at you like you're a Martian. <laughs> right. Where it's like it's the opposite of true. Like, why aren't you wearing gloves and a mask? Right. Oh, that is right. We are we are at a you know ten thousand person event. You should you know we, should we all should be have that you know yeah. so that we can make sure everybody's safe at this event. You know, I, I'm not making predictions, but sure. You know, I, I'm just saying that people want to get together, and but the way they get together and the norms of getting together may change a little bit they after change, yes. after all this is yes. said and done. Wow, that is bold, but I think it makes a lot of sense, and we are already seeing it, right? Like people are discouraged to go out, um, and and. It's funny because this nature that we have, Alan, of wanting to just get together outside is contributing to these laws or maybe not laws, but encouragement to stay home. So we're feeding mm. it, you know, um, we're making ourselves stay home longer because we want to go out. That's, yeah. That's funny. I, it, I, again, I think it's, it, um, part of it is cultural. Part of it is, you know, what, what country you happen right. to live That's in true. And, and part of it is human nature. But I, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to say it's, I, I mean, at this point in time, even though it's kind of early, it's very clear that different countries have approached it different right. ways and that certain things work and yeah. certain things don't. That's true. Um, but that's not to say that one solution in one country is going to work in another because culture matters. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what they did in China, which seems to have worked, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very hard to do in my native oh. country of America. Yes. It's just, it's just not something that people are, um, are conditioned to mm. uh, accept mm -hmm. easily. Not that they won't ultimately, but it, it's not like you can just turn the switch and it's like everybody's going to stay home. Right. 
So whereas maybe in other countries, it's a little different and it's right. easier to implement. So I, I, I think the fundamental nature of everybody is the same, mm-hmm. but depending on the cultural and governmental environments they live in, um, the, the ability to combat the virus one way versus another way is, is, is much more difficult. Right. Okay, so I think this is slowly becoming a COVID-19 podcast. Yeah, uh, sorry. No, no, it's fun. Mind. It's fine, but we, I guess we got to steer back to uh, a lane where we talk about esports, but it is still related. Uh, I guess what I want to ask you now, Alan, is what are you doing for e? I mean, in esports that is uh, relevant to the world condition today? Well, you know, I think there are two things. You know, we at Meta, and of course, we we focus on on kind of community esports. Yep. And um, what you're finding, I, I think, there are two things. One is, like I said, is more than ever. There's, you know, people are looking for content um, to consume, local content, right? I mean, it's one thing to watch international content, but people still crave local content. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is true for esports as well. And so we're trying to provide that again as an outlet for people who are, I mean, stuck at home and have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've got leagues running um, in various countries for various games, uh, which we're happy to do. But I think the other thing is we are finding that even companies that um, uh, we're going we're gonna to use it, we're going to use that word that I don't like, endemics, <laughs> who traditionally have done esports but offline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we just talked to uh, a company yesterday. Okay. And and they were like, "Hey, we can't do anything on offline, offline anymore." Yeah. But we want to. We happen to be in a business where we want to do esports, yeah. so we want to do it online. Can you help us? Right. Yeah. So um, then it's like, sure, we can help you. We've got the connections and the technology platform to mm-hmm. make that happen. Let's work on it. Let's work together to see that to do that. And I think. You know, even for companies that aren't necessarily, you know, if you put yourself in the shoes of, say, um, you know, a technology company, yeah, a phone, you know, uh, let's say they make phones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they still want to market. They still have consumers. People want. You could argue that people want phones more than ever now. Oh yeah. Um, so they and they have marketing budget for it. Um, what do they do? Like all the physical events, all the physical activities, all the outdoor stuff that they used to do. Nope, can't do that anymore. Can't reach that audience. I can't. I can't uh, support that music festival anymore because that music festival got canceled. Oh yeah, a lot of. So, them. so what do we do? How do we reach these guys? And they're all going online. Mm-hmm. And you know, just based on the figures, and we just talked about Steam, and I didn't know about Discord going ballistic too. So they're, they're, we always knew that, they, that, uh, that this generation consumes content online and that they tend to play games and they, like, and they watch esports. And that's just doubled down now. And so I think this one might take a while, but I think even these, these companies are like, hmm, uh, we knew about esports before. We didn't really do anything about it because we had these, all these other yeah. marketing, um, marketing vehicles that we could use and traditionally yeah. views have worked for us. A lot of those have now disappeared. Yes, and um, I think they're they're looking, starting to look. If they weren't before, starting to look at um, these these new opportunities to reach that audience. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think 
for us, we're trying to position ourselves as as a way to to uh, you know capture it, to help them reach out to that audience and you know get their message across. Yeah. I like the word you use, double down, because for me, what I have been doing was manage and uh, build communities online remotely mm-hmm. uh, by default. Because uh, I am based out of Bintan, which is uh, yeah. kind of the outskirts of Indonesia. It's border. It's almost Malaysia. It's almost Singapore. So, but it's still Indonesia. But the point was, I am not located in the epicenter of esports within the country. So I had to manage uh, where uh, I had to be content with interacting online so everything i do is online so i guess from the very beginning i wasn't really affected by whatever's happening right now but what i have to do now is uh, your words double down on what i'm doing because it is where the attention is pouring into yeah i mean that's it's there's so much traffic online now Mm -hmm. I, i and people are looking for stuff The, the 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 challenge I find, and I think you know most content creators, and I guess I, I consider ourselves a, ver- a content creator of the of a form as well, yep. is yep. how you get noticed. Right? Yes, There's just exactly. so much out there, That's and true. and in esports is is no different. Nope. There's just a lot of content out there, and um, being standing out uh, is is you know is always a challenge. Of, of you know we've got good content you've got good content mm-hmm. uh, we think it we try to make it entertaining and fun mm-hmm. and interactive and you know how do you increase that discoverability so that you know people come and like wow this is really fun i i'm mm-hmm. enjoying myself mm-hmm. i like it this is great um yeah and so it's like you've got this you've got this fantastic restaurant um but maybe you're you're in a You know, you don't have the traffic in your neighborhood that you want, right? So That's what do right. you do, right? How do you get that traffic in? Because once you know they're in, you know they're going to have a good time. Yes. Give us an answer, Alan. I would excuse me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, my own, I, I, it's not an answer. I think it's sure. just the approach, the approach that we try. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, I, I, for the first thing I'll say, if I had unlimited resources, I, I would just, Do what everyone else does. Just okay. buy tons of ads and <laughs> you know give away tons of free stuff because oh, yeah. you know that stuff that works. That works. Okay? I mean, there's works. nothing. It, it's great. I mean, that's why you know companies with with large resources and big marketing budgets buy giant billboards. Right. I mean, hey man, that is everyone sees it. Yep. For the most part, I mean, maybe not. Again, that's another. But maybe not today. Okay. Right? Am I going to buy a giant billboard in downtown? <laughs> Everyone's working from home and no one's going. All right, so this is, I mean, kind of back to my point, where a lot of marketing vehicles that you, you know, companies have used in the past probably aren't as relevant now. But, but the point being that with unlimited resources, I could just buy every Facebook ad and put it be on YouTube and everywhere. So that's totally viable. But most of us don't have those type of resources. Yeah. And and so the approach, um, at least from esports that we think we take is, you know, I really believe esports um, started. And con- lives and continues to live and will continue to live in the community. Community, right? Community, 
um, in the sense that you know the community ha has their own uh, forms and ways of communicating, um, getting the word out. I mean, look, if something, if if uh, if a game, if if a game is good, and uh, the community latches onto it, um, that game is going to get big, mm. right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, just look at how Discord. Discord is a good example of that, right? I mean, Discord doesn't, and I still don't think they do really any marketing. No. Right? Yeah. Like, they, they became big by really focusing on, you know, the, the gaming community. Yep. Uh, building something that's, that was useful for the gaming community. Mm -hmm. And the community took it and just ran with it. Yeah. I mean, literally just ran with it. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's a, a good example of, you know, our approach, which is, okay, look. Let's focus on the community. We, we focus on community sports. Let's do good things. Let's work with people like you mm -hmm. who also want to do good things in the community and have built up a, a decent-sized community. Mm -hmm. And together, right, let's bring them, you know, esports. Uh, because they all have aspirations. They all have, they all enjoy, you know, many of them enjoy competition, either playing in it or watching it. Mm -hmm. They all crave local content, right? I, I mean, let's, and we're in Southeast Asia. And so... Unfortunately, um, many major games kind of pass us by. Yes. In terms true. of, um, you know, including Southeast Asia the way they include other regions, right. giving Southeast Asian players the opportunity to play. in the majors, slot, for example. Right. Yeah. Or, or they just lump Southeast Asia into one giant. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. and we all know that Southeast Asia, look, it's very diverse. It is. And um, treating one country the same as another, their language, religious, cultural differences, and it's like it doesn't really work. It's not that easy. No. And so, you know, giving uh, people local tournaments, local access, uh, local competitions, um, local heroes. Oh, yeah. Right. To root for, I think, you know, will probably is, is heavy lifting. It's hard. I mean, mm -hmm. it's much easier to go on Facebook and buy $2 million in ads. Of course. Um, that's just a few clicks of your button, mm -hmm. not too, not too hard, but doing that heavy lifting of building a community, that's really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it pays off. Uh, and, and I think over time, um, it, 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 it will, you know, it ultimately will do, you'll develop a much more loyal following and they will spread the word for you. Yes. Like this is, this is really good. These, what they're doing is good. They're legit. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they really care. And that's, you know, I would say that that was something I learned at my old company, Blizzard. Okay. You know, um, uh, the story I like to tell is, you know, it's BlizzCon. BlizzCon, and yes. BlizzCon. And if you, any of you don't know BlizzCon, it's Blizzard's kind of annual convention. And uh, they've been doing it for, I think, 11 years now or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But most, and I, I was lucky enough to go three or four of those. I lost count. Oh, wow. um, but every time you go and you watch, I mean, first the fans are rabid. I mean, they just <laughs> yes. tickets, tickets sell out in two seconds, like literally two seconds wow. tickets sell out. And it's, you know, they have, now it's like 20,000 tickets. So it's like, boom, gone. Um, Crazy. But more importantly is when you get there, when you get there and, you know, they have panels with developers mm -hmm. and just, it's like a, you know, it's like Comic-Con. It's like a convention. Right. right. But when you listen to the, um, like people ask panels when they ask the developers about 
um, games that are, Blizzard has made or or in or is in the process of making. It's the way they speak, hmm. um, and these are the, de like, the developers are the one creating a game. But when you hear the community ask questions to the developer, they talk about the game, and especially like a game like World of Warcraft, which uh -huh. is so immersive. They talk about the game like it's their game. Right, like, what are right. you doing to my game? Right, right. But you know, it's funny, and it's striking because on the other side of the panel, these are the guys making the game. Actually, they, making it's, <laughs> it's actually their game, right? Yeah. They're making, but no, 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 no. The community does not perceive it that way. No, the community perceives it. That's my game. I've invested a lot of time, effort, um, and you know, blood, sweat, and tears, and love into this game. Yes, it is as much my game as it is yours, even though you're making. So don't screw my game up, right? Yes. And that's the power of the community. Mm -hmm. And they will, you know, and, and so um, they, on the, on the one hand, it's hard because they perceive it as their game as a developer, you're under a lot of pressure. Yes. But you get it right, and the loyalty. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. Most, yeah, and BlizzCon is the biggest um, physical example of that, of, of just people who, you know, if you take care of the community, they will, you know, they are loyal. Right. They love um, the game and yeah. and kind of by extension the company as well. You as the developer, yes. right? So I, I think you know that's true for esports too, or or it will become true for esports. Mm. Is you know those companies, those individuals that you know um, grab the uh, attention and loyalty of the community will be able to benefit from it. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, I do believe that. I believe that, especially about esports. Mm. I believe that one hundred percent. And and just seeing how this very small community that I have built just evolve into something that they're happy to talk about. Just they're happy to be here. You know, the people that I bring in, they they love it here. You know what I mean. And exactly like what you said about people just loving going to BlizzCon, that like they would pay for that. Yeah, and, and tell you know, I mean, I'll, let me ask you a question, sure. right? So, so you know, we did do an auto chess, um, yeah, a very large auto chess league together recently. Yeah, and and you and you know, tell me, tell us, tell the, I mean, uh, talk about the, you know, who was doing the work for you? Yeah, so it's very interesting. Because one of the things that we were kind of concerned about was filling up Reg. Remember that? Yeah, filling it, up, it was. Yeah, it was an issue. It was an. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah, thought it was about something that we worried about. Yeah, how we can fill up registrations quickly, right? Now, the great thing about being a part of the community before we do that big of a league is that people know us; they are a part of us, and so. When we did the league, like exactly what you said about Blizzard, like this league is as much as mine as they, as they are theirs. So they kind of just went to, went with it, assuming that hey, this league is a part of us, is a part of the community. So they helped us a lot in terms of filling up the registrations, and so. When you ask who did the work for us, yes, of course, we did our part, you know, uh, putting up the graphics and uh, spreading the word. But right after, 
we kind of leaned on uh, the players themselves. They were the ones and, who, were, who were helping us do whatever yeah, we needed to and, do. And, and is it safe to say they were happy to do it? Oh, hell yes. Because they wanted to see this succeed because they are a part of this. They are a part of the league. They're a part of this community, of this game that they love. So it yeah. was not a question of whether they want to support us. It's a question of um, what do you need us to do? Yeah. And yeah. they did ask that. So I, I yeah. think uh, for me and, personally... And I think, uh, go ahead. Sorry. 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 So for me personally, what I enjoyed most from that was seeing how people can just get so emotionally invested in something they love and seeing leagues, seeing games, seeing communities as more than just something to uh, spend their time on. It's something they want to uh, uh, make a part of themselves, which is powerful. That is awesome. I mean, people want to belong, right? That's right. Seems like fundamentally. That's right. And giving them some place to belong, I think, is pretty gratifying, it sounds like. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. It is so much fun, I'm telling you. So I do encourage people to think about this, you know, like what part can you play in building communities? It doesn't have to be you uh, building the community itself, but I'm pretty sure if you think about it, you are going to find ways how you can contribute. And maybe you want to share some ideas with us. Please do. So we can talk more about this because it's fun. Yeah, actually, that I would love to hear from yes. you know from the audience or commu- like how what's the best way to build communities? Yeah. What do you want to see in a community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, the best communities just have self-run to some extent. That's true, right? They they just people feel so strongly they go, I want to see this happen. I'll step in and mm-hmm. I'll take a I take on a leadership role to to make that happen. Yep. Um, those are the strongest and the best communities, uh, rather than the ones that are kind of quote unquote created by, by, you know, some sort of self-appointed leader. It's like, you know, they kind of run themselves. They do. Um, the best communities, but, but, you know, they all start somewhere and I love to, love to hear how they get the, how they get started and, um, you know, how they organically grow. There's, there's actually a, a, gosh, I'm trying to remember the book. Um, there, one of my favorite authors is um, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh yeah, he's good. <laughs> and um, I think his first book. Um, mm. Give me a second. I have it in my bookshelf. Okay. Give me one second. I'll walk over my bookshelf sure, right sure. now. Do it. Do it. And then I can't find the name of that book. But the first book that he wrote was exactly about that. Like, who are the um, how tipping point it's called tipping, tipping point. point yes right how do things become trends how do things become popular mm. and you know in the book and sorry this is going to sound you sound like a professor talking now but <laughs> essentially i mean you just triggered it because i, I mean it's a it's an incredible it is a really interesting it is topic but really basically into different types of individuals, right? Mm. So just like, and, and unfortunately, it's it's kind of maybe relevant to virus as well because mm. there are certain individuals that have a proclivity to spread things. Right, right. 
right? I mean, I, we call them influencers now. Yeah. I don't know if he calls them that, but but there are some people that just have networks of individuals, and they happen to um, have friends who listen to them. Oh yeah, right. Um, and and what they say and what they do, you know, their friends tend to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, his his book, and he, he wrote an entire book about this. Is you know, how does that happen? How and more more interestingly. How do you identify these type of people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's his that's kind of his his thesis and his theory. And I'd love to hear from you know people who are listening, like yeah. what they think and how they think how they think things spread. Because mm-hmm. you know me being in the business of and of, of you know community sports, I want to build strong communities. Oh so yes, I don't have all the answers. I'd love to hear you know what yes you know we can build tools to enable that. You know, Discord has done a great job, right? Discord oh, yeah. has, it has is probably one of the main tools that people use to build communities, yes. right? Um, and to keep engaged with them, right? How you know are there other things that can be done? Oh yeah, and would it be wouldn't it be just amazing if we can just gather all those people, Ellen, who have friends who listen to them and just build amazing communities together? I, that's my goal. I, yeah. I mean, at least for esports, that is oh, yeah. because. There, there. You know, there. I, I know. I don't even have to postulate. There, mm-hmm. I know there are um, um, mil- millions. So I think it's safe to say millions of people out there who love esports, mm-hmm. consume it in, in you know, different ways, and are kind of, but still feel kind of isolated. Yeah. Right. They're like, okay, I like esports. I watch it. Yeah. I might have a couple other friends who do, but. You know, I know there are more people out there. I just know where to go to find them, right? right. I'm a little, right. I'm a little shy to just kind of get onto a exactly. Reddit form and start typing. Yes, right, because yes. it's it can. It, I'm afraid I'm going to get flamed or something. Yeah, <laughs> get toxic. So you know, how do I? You know, you know, where's my community? Mm. I know they're out there. How do you? Know, but I want to. How do I get there? Yes, right. That question of where do I begin? Where do I begin and where do I belong? Yes. Wow. I, I think it's very fundamental, and I think in esports more so than any because it's, you know, it's it's still relatively nascent. It is in terms of um, its own community, um, that you know people are kind of I, I feel that you know people are looking for that, mm-hmm. and they would love to have that, and I for one would love to provide that, but you know obviously I don't know everything, so I'd uh, love to hear. All right. Well, the dog's barking now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm working from home, man. No Just worries, like, dude. You're you practic- Yes. You haven't you haven't heard my kids yet. So <laughs> that, yeah, that's I don't know. Maybe we'll catch some of that in one of the episodes that's coming. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Well, I think it was awesome. Uh, talking about communities just really fires us up, I guess. And we are never gonna stop, I guess. So. If you like communities as well, do stick around. Um, so it's 50, 51 minutes in. Uh, let me just wrap this up by this question, Alan. Who do you think you want to work with, you know, the bigger companies who are kind of looking for ways to interact online, to engage people online? Who is that one company that you have your eyes on? Hmm. Um. I don't think there's so. I, 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 how do I say this? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I used to work at Blizzard. I'd love to. 
Of course. Where it dies. Okay. I still have a lot of friends there. Very and nice. so that's a no brainer. Sure. Um, I think they, they have some great games. Um, and probably a whole bunch of games that they haven't announced that we don't know. We know nothing right, about right. that would be awesome too. That's true. Um, but but then you could say that about a you know a half a dozen or more game companies <laughs> out there. That's true, actually. And 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 that's the thing with esports, right? Who's to say that one esport, you know, one game is better for than another esport? It's like, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, if people like true. it and they play it, then more power to them, and of we course. should we should try and support that and respect that. Um, and so I don't know that, you know, um, like uh, a great example is Dota 2. I have never played a game of Dota 2 <laughs> in my entire life. All right. And up until, you know, like two years ago, I didn't really watch much of it. Okay. And But then I started, right? I started right. with TI. Right. And then I started watching the majors. All right. And then that, now I really, really enjoy wow. watching Dota 2. And the same is true with CSGO. I actually oh, think CSGO nice. is one of the most fun esports to watch. Yes, it is. Right? Um, I think the format is great. Yep. Um, I think the game itself lends itself well yep. to that format. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy it. Um, and then there, there, you know, we could go on and on. There are a lot of games like that that, mm-hmm. that I actually enjoy watching. And I would love to, um, as from a um, work perspective, I'd love to as work with the developer right. or publisher on that. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's it's all of them are, are pretty great. I think the ones that, you know, in the short term that are, you know, if there is one developer in the short term that will be very interesting to watch is Riot. Riot, Just definitely. Because, you know, the number of games that they're going to release oh, yeah, in a very fairly short amount of time that yeah. are esports, are potential esports games is it's just huge. Huge. So I think they are worth, you know, worth watching. Oh, yes, they are. And coming from a CSGO player, that's me. They're coming out as, with Valorant this April, and that yeah. is going to be one of the things that is at least going to be very interesting to watch and see if a company catering a game specifically for esports is going to succeed doing that. Well, I, I think you need to be. Um, we need to be realistic yeah. about what they're really going to do, and um, Riot isn't. At its DNA, isn't that different than Blizzard? Okay. And I can tell you that you know Riot. First, they want to create a fun and great game. Of course. Um, and then, I think they, um, you know, they they don't immediately say, "Oh, this is an esport game, and therefore, you know, we're going to have a world championship." I, I, Blizzard never did that, and and I don't think Riot does either. I think there's a there's a certain amount of like you need to earn your way to become a real yes. esport. And I think that's the right way to approach it, mm-hmm. um, because that means it doesn't it, because it doesn't presume that you immediately have an audience and that mm-hmm. they're going to want to watch. Look, you better make a fun game, yeah. and then you better provide the tools and the infrastructure and the resources, because you know esports just you know big time esports isn't this overnight thing. No. It's a lot of work that goes into it, um, and and you know they need to be committed to put in that all of those things before mm-hmm. it becomes, I think, an eSport. Not to say that, you know, from day one, communities aren't going to try and run eSports around it. That's right. Um, but, uh, you know, the developer has to do things to enable it, like Observer Mode. How about Oh, hell yeah. Okay? <laughs> Most games don't release with Observer Mode. That is funny. Right? That's true. That's true. Okay? Because, because they didn't, and, and it's, you know, you, people wonder why, but... It's not. It's because they didn't build the game initially to be an esport. They mm-hmm. built the game to be fun, competitive game. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, um, 
Sorry, I know we're running out of time. Maybe next time I can start by telling you the story of Hearthstone. Oh, and, that would and, be so fun. Yes. And please. and my my interaction with some of the, you know, lead game devs. Yes. And, and esports. Maybe that's a teaser for the next one. But Oh hell yeah. Um, that's a good yeah. one. I appreciate okay. that. Okay, man. I can't wait to just talk about that. Just listen. Cool. So if you want to find out more about what Alan just talked about, please stick around. Uh, reach out to us. We're going to put uh, our profiles down in the description and you can find us there and we can start conversations around whatever we talked about or more. So it is really uh, up to you and we are open to speak to anyone who is interested in esports. Cool. That is 56 minutes. Alan, do you have anything uh, left to say for this episode? No, it's been a pleasure as always. As and always. look forward to doing it again. Yes, we will. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're going to see you guys again in the next one. Bye for All right, now. Take care. Stay safe.